0: to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Brothers, may the Lord give you his peace. A couple of things are coming together today. Um, obviously, today's our house Thanksgiving, so here at our friary today is Thanksgiving. Um, the beginning of the, the thanksgiving, Turkey, Triduum, or whatever you know how many Thanksgivings will there be um, and it 's also the last Sunday of the liturgical year, Christ the king, so the 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 idea of Jesus is a, a king and the kingdom that he brings, the kingdom of God and uh, but then also uh, I want to pull those two um, those two things together, Thanksgiving, Jesus' kingship, and then also apply that to our formation program here. So that's why I'm recording this, because I, I really want the brothers who aren't here to, to hear what I'm having to say here this morning. Um, so, uh, brothers, the other day was National Adoption Day, and I had the honor and privilege of going up to Connecticut to the adoption of the baby for our friends and it was a surprisingly powerful experience you know we were told you know you just basically go into the courtroom and there's like some kind of statement that's read and the whole thing will be done 10 to 15 minutes we'll we'll be out of there and uh, so that was in my mind as we we headed up to to Connecticut and uh, that preparation was so far from the truth so we get there and it was amazing how many people showed up so obviously you have adam and ella and then the baby and uh and then there was like i don't know something like six cfr priests and then their pastor up there where they live and then uh one of the the provincial from doyle's town and father enrique and and then all of a sudden some family members were there and then some friends and then a whole host of like social workers and people from the state of Connecticut, there was this whole thing. there were reporters there and like several camera photographers and so it ended up being this whole thing. So we packed into this courtroom, and the judge was a lady judge, and she was so spunky and joyful. and she she kind of introduced the uh, the day as like this is one of the the most joyful days in this court, what we're doing here today and uh there were, we were all packed in there and there was kind of some legal things that were being said about this there's a, a time when the biological parents can can bring the baby back that time had expired so then the state of connecticut declares that the baby that the parents have relinquished their parental rights the baby's free to be adopted and then um, adam and ella had been evaluated and worked with by several people social workers and and uh So that's being talked about a little bit. And then the judge asked everyone in the room to say something. So we went around the whole room and every single person got to say who they were, what their relationship was to Adam and Ella and the baby, and then some comment about what's happening. And it was like so many tears were being shed. It was just incredible, beautiful experience of giving praise to God, acknowledging Adam and Ella had been praying and begging God for the gift of a baby for 20 years and uh, and then all the social workers and all the people from the agency there was even a guy representing the attorney general of the state who was there to say you know and, and uh, this whole thing is going on and it's so beautiful and so many you know obviously a lot of priests and religious there so we're, we're praising Jesus and giving thanks and uh, this whole thing and then Adam and Ella had a chance to say something was so beautiful and profound to hear them express their gratitude and, and ella you know i i almost wish i had written down things that people were saying so many beautiful things were being said basically giving thanks to god and then um, the one thing that was amazing is uh, ella had said that 20 years ago i was diagnosed with unexplainable infertility she says today it's now known as explainable infertility because we were waiting for this baby just profound insight that comes from faith and all that suffering and you know how it is for people who are called to marriage and hoping for a family and you know so oh just what a day what a day and then um so i'm having this moment and i'm standing in the corner crying that the bailiff came over and gave me kleedexes it was so embarrassing and um <laughs> but so i'm looking there and just being overwhelmed And realizing that what's happening here is a taste of the presence of God's kingdom. What it means that that, that when Jesus is at the center of people's lives and what that does for us who are members of his body, the church, in this moment. And I thought, oh my goodness, the amount of people, the amount of time, the amount of effort that went into making sure that this baby could get a family is like completely and totally over the top. Like one child, one baby, there was like 45 people involved with all these like evaluations and meetings and it's like and then um, you might want to walk away from that saying, "You know, that's really overboard." but instead, I realized like the dignity of this little baby, the, the meaning of the dignity of one human person, uh, that everything that had been done. To care for this little baby was worth it and appropriate and right, you know. And uh, it's really our, our faith in, in what we believe in—you know, God creating us in His image and likeness, and then what Jesus did to save us with His offering on the cross—all of that was somehow being witnessed to in this kind of thing that had happened. To just prepare for this one baby to be adopted by one couple and uh, it was kind of funny at the end the judge said something like i suspect we may be trying to give you more children they're just so happy with adam and ella as like you know trustworthy people to be given children and uh there was a prophecy about how big their family was going to be that was given to them in nicaragua many years ago so we'll see what happens but um, so uh so brothers that experience highlighted for me what we mean by you know the kingdom Jesus came preaching the kingdom. Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. Um, that moment is just one example of what that, what it means. You know what the kingdom looks like, what it feels like, what the experience of the kingdom is. Um, and it had to do with the the value and dignity of the person. Um, and so let me switch gears now into the the idea of giving thanks, praying about this whole thing. I thought all the things at thanksgiving we all take a moment to stop and give thanks to god for things and maybe you come up with a list maybe you have things that you're really happy that went your way or maybe there are things that didn't happen like thank god uh i didn't get cancer or thank god i didn't flunk that test or thank god you know like so we could be thankful for the bad things that didn't happen we could thank god for good things that did happen and um but I think, if I could be so bold to say, I believe that at the very heart of the idea of giving thanks, really the the thing that we give thanks for more than anything else is persons, not something but someone you know, so the persons of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and the one God, you know. This relationship with God who's not just some kind of like cosmic soup, but you know, a relationship with persons and then giving thanks for uh, everyone who's in our life, our families and one another. You know, um, this is a time we can look around the room and give thanks for each one of us. Now, Father Leo and I sit in the back of the chapel and so we, we get to like, <laughs> we're back, usually we're in the back laughing, but you, uh, I sit in the back there brothers and I just look out on this chapel and as the formator and as the local servant you know I feel a certain sense of responsibility for each one of you including those of you who are already formed and I every day I'm giving thanks to God for each one of you personally um, isn't that beautiful um, I remember uh, those years ago when I had that little touch with about uh, with cancer and there was like three weeks when I, they, they thought uh, you may be dead within a month or two <laughs> the most deeply converted I'd ever been and the most intense prayers I ever prayed but brothers when when you are faced with your mortality and you think wow I might be checking out you know what came to the surface for me was all my the people in my life the, the relationships you know my family my friends my loved ones and the friars and the people we minister to so um, at the very heart of this idea of giving thanks we have to keep in mind the person, the persons of God, the persons uh, that we're in relationship with, but Jesus has to be at the center of even those relationships, right? So you have those passages where Jesus says, unless you hate your mother and father, uh, you can't be my follower." So even our love for people has to be, Christ has to be the center of even that love. And uh, I was so deeply moved um, as I was meditating on the gospel today, this priest, the Christ, the King, were given the crucifixion. <laughs> you know, so we know the early church fathers saw the cross as his throne. He's crowned with thorns, right? The, the, the Romans mocked his kingship. He's got the title over his head. What was crime was he was the king of the Jews. But uh, when Jesus says these words to the good thief. The good thief says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replies, Amen, Amen. I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. I didn't know we got mail on Sundays. So brothers, Jesus didn't say, today you'll be in heaven. Today you'll be in paradise. He says, today you will be with me in paradise. Isn't that something? So for us, what we know about heaven, it's not just like this awesome place we get to go to, but it's a place of communion of persons. That what's waiting for us is our Father and Jesus our Savior, but also our loved ones. The older you are, the more people you know who've gone on to the other side. Um, so again, it's uh, not something, but someone or someone's uh persons and uh so i'll just conclude by maybe drawing some some ideas for our formation program as you know there's kind of a word that was given for this year to have a christ centered formation and uh so i i just highlight the uh, the importance of prayer um it's not just seeking spiritual experiences of something you know but it's like an encounter with with the person of Jesus. Um, I highlight our fraternal life. You know, could we do better, maybe, at honoring and respecting and loving and cherishing each one, each each other? You know, um, making efforts that that I would be known. You know, being vulnerable and being available to be intimate with one another, and that I and making sure that I'm sharing who I am with, with each, each other, but then also uh, making room to, for the other to be known as well. Um, being on the lookout for one another, speaking to one another, uh, giving compliments to one another, uh, gestures of love and affection, gestures to, uh, we, you know, there's a way in which we could tell another person, you matter to me. I really care for you. Um, and there's a lot of that that does happen here, but maybe more could be happening and then um, our ministry it 's not just serving the poor it 's not just the food that 's to a hungry man or a blanket to a cold man or uh, a bed to a homeless man or you know but it's it 's that person it 's that person you know that we give them the bread at the door and we pray for the bread of life for them here, you know, like this integration. And our evangelization is not just like a message or like join Jesus' team—or you know—it's again highlighting the, the reality of the person. You know, in our ministry, in our prayer, in our fraternity, and uh, it, when uh, each one of us are getting ready to check out, these will be the things. These will be the things that we'll give thanks for. You know, the relationships, the persons that God blessed us with, and that God used us to bless them. You know, in in our relationships and in our ministry. So, um, let's give thanks this day, this Thanksgiving, this season of Thanksgiving, the the dignity and value uh, of the person that God has adopted each one of us into His family. How beautiful! And that we would have a greater love and reverence for the persons of God in in the Trinity. But it, it, it. Uh, Are relishing and cherishing one another more and that all of that relishing and cherishing may overflow to those we minister to you know Jesus enables something that's so beautiful he enables us to love people that we wouldn't have loved if we just like God you just choose to love people that you happen to like there's something so much deeper and more beautiful that happens when Jesus is at the center when Jesus is there and he's present in all those relationships and That's my prayer for for us as a a friary, as a formation program, for our community, for our church, that Jesus would be at the center of everything and we would um, give thanks in Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm.